Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks. This is Jeff Pelletier. I'm here with my pal, Neil Johnson, and we are here talking about Israel. Why is the Middle East important? We thank you for joining us today. Uh, Last time we met with you, we talked about the battle for your mind, and we did a previous episode on that. And, uh, you know, in our, in our discussions, Neil and I have realized that everything we're doing with you regarding Israel, everything we're doing regarding uh, the Middle East and God's plan is that the whole thing is a battle for your mind. And so uh, we're picking up on that theme and, and uh, we're sticking with it because it's, it's truly what's going on. Uh, the truth will set us free. And if we know the truth, it will set us free. But we are being fed untruth. We are being fed unreality. And it is causing uh, difficulties uh, in the world. So today we're going to give you some demonstrations about that. We're going to talk about these things that are uh, happening in the world relative to Israel and the truth. Because everything begins and ends there. We've talked about it many times. That it all began at the Tigris and Euphrates. Abraham was given the land from the river to the sea. And the battle is for how we think about that and what we think about that. So uh, today, uh, we're going to dive into uh, four areas of understanding and try to get to the root and the truth about it, okay? And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is anti-Semitism. Another uh, we're going to talk about is a thing called Catastrophe Day, which you'll be interested to hear about that battle for your mind. And we're going to talk about Iran and Iran, or however we want to say it, and its battle against Israel. And then we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, the Islamic Jihad uh, that the, for lack of a better word, Palestinians are continuously conducting and how that is impacting what people think and and how they think about, about Israel. So Neil, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to start uh, right off the bat here, and let's bring up the idea of anti-Semitism. And I know you've done extensive uh, work on this and, and research about this, but what is anti-Semitism? Okay, well, a Semite, of course, is uh, uh, the Israelis are Semites, so anti-Semitism mm-hmm. is just 
basically at its core, in a nutshell, I am against Jews in Israel. I am anti, opposed to them. So who else are Semites? Well, Semites would also be anybody from the offspring of Shem, Shem. would would be uh, Hmm. the Semitic race. Hmm. Um, So if you said that all of those sort of cousins, Hmm. if you were, if you will, around the Middle East and around Israel are basically blood cousins. Yeah, they are. uh, They're related, aren't they? They're related. So that would be, they're Semites. Yeah. And so so it's been, but over time, it's been targeted, this hatred. This anti-Semitism has been uh, targeted towards Jews specifically. Right, that's exactly right. So at its at its core, at its nutshell, you say anti-Semitism is anti-Jewish, anti-Israel mm-hmm. uh, mindset, if you will. Okay, so so let's talk about uh, uh, what what is going on that that lets us believe or leads us to believe that anti-Semitism is still strong. Well, there are so many uh, things that uh, occur just in the uh, normal course. There are uh, people who uh, try to couch uh, being anti-Semitic under nice-sounding language, as we've talked about on previous broadcasts, uh, podcasts mm-hmm. that we do, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's political, whether it's uh, basically on the street, mm-hmm. if you want to say it that way, uh, yep. things about uh, targeting Israel, targeting Jews, Jews are bad, all these kind of things. And then, of course, as we talked about also, the church itself, if we take that broad umbrella of the church mm. for 500-plus years, mm. has been extremely anti-Semitic in actions and in theology. So so that's a great example, the church itself. So our, our audience, the people right. we're talking to are Christians that have a view of Israel, and are and we're challenging that view to help them understand Israel in a in a better way. Correct. So how has the church what what's one of the big ways the church, the Christian church, is anti Semitic? Well, historically of course they have literally killed Jews. Okay. But uh, probably the overriding sort of theme is this idea of replacement theology oh, replacement or su- supersessionism. Yeah, it's supersessionism. Called. Yeah. And so, folks, that, have you has any, have anybody ever heard of supersessionism? It's a really big deal. Uh, it's being taught from the pulpit. Many pastors teach it. It's not true. It's a lie. Right, and and we see it changing a bit in our day, where many people are saying, "Wait a minute, I'm I'm not adhering to that doctrine that God has done with Israel." Simply because you can't watch any news program, anything on TV, and see, "Wait a minute, that's inconsistent with the church taking over all of these directed multitude of promises to." Israel and the Jewish people, both the land and the people. Mm -hmm. And so many people are also interested in that. But a lot of times anti-Semitism in the church is uh, caught up in this replacement theology, Jeff, is simply uh, we would never say harm any people group. We would never say be against any people group. But it's sort of the unspoken, unsaid thing among many churches, too, is, well, we just know we are the saved mm. ones. Yeah. We, yeah. Therefore, we are the yeah. holy huh. ones. Yeah. Therefore, we are the eternal ones. Right. All the other yeah. promises that yeah. come to yeah. specifically the Israelite, the Hebrew, the Jewish people. Yeah. And I, I watched a, uh, I, I was at a Bible study at my church um, a few months ago. 
And we were using uh, this thing called the Bible Project, which is a series of videos. It's putting the Bible on video, okay? And it's animated videos. And they're pretty pretty quick and they're pretty fast. We did, I think we did the Gospel of Luke in 40 minutes. You know, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't learn much, but it was, it was very, very entertaining. You know, it was good. But wh- one of the lines... One of the lines in the about the Gospel of Luke was it made, just made the passing comment that Jesus came and made a new Israel. Right, right. Just like, I mean, just rolled off their tongue like it didn't mean anything. Right. And Jesus created a new Israel. Right. And many uh, Christians, if you will, of different denominations believe that Jesus started a whole new thing. Yeah. That when he came, yeah. everything was done mm-hmm. and he started something new vis-a-vis Christianity, right. and basically to the Gentiles. Right. Now, while Christianity has, in fact, gone predominantly to the Gentiles mm-hmm. over the years, mm-hmm. it is not about the original promises being usurped and taken over <laughs> by the Gentiles. No, they are no. grafted in. They're grafted in. And uh, we'll probably get to this, but Jesus always used Moses and the prophets as his basis for authority when challenged which is a very Hebraic way to do things, Absolutely. just to ask somebody, Absolutely. by what means are you doing these things? Yes. What do you think you're doing? Yeah. Now, some had nefarious yeah. reasons, and some had legitimate reasons yeah. to ask, but Jesus never got mad that they questioned him. Right. He always explained, but he always used what? Moses yeah. and, the and the prophets as his basis. So yeah. you can't say he started something new, yeah. but he still goes back to the right. original promises. So, and, and then we have our, our brother Paul, right, who, in, who, who says we are now members of the commonwealth of Israel. Right. Members of the commonwealth of Israel. So there's not a new one. Right. We're, and, we're, and he says in Romans that we're grafted into the... To the, to the cultivated olive tree, the yes. tree that God cultivated and formed and created especially, right? right? And we're a wild olive branch. Right. This is in Romans, in case you just look it up, guys. It's, we're cultivated into that, while, into that cultivated olive tree. We're grafted into it, and we now produce the fruit of that tree, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's not us. Right. <laughs> We're grafted in right. to another whole tree. Right, correct. And Paul talks about the roots of that tree are so important. And do not forget, he says, the roots of that tree. But we seem to have. Right. He uh, Mentioning Paul, Romans 9, 10, and 11 specifically, yeah. those yeah. are the uh, church scriptures mm. that people go to. Yeah. And as well they should. But Paul also warns us very specifically, don't be arrogant. Don't yeah. say those Of all the kitchen hacks I know, Better Than Bouillon is my favorite. It's great for broth, of course, but you can also use Better Than Bouillon as a flavor enhancer. Just a spoonful adds so much flavor to stir fry, sauces, even marinades. Plus, they have reduced sodium and organic options and the culinary collection, which includes amazing flavors like Italian herb and smoky chipotle. Make everything better with Better Than Bouillon. For free shipping on two or more jars, use code BETTER at betterthanbouillon.com branches were cut off for me and that goes back to the whole replacement supersessionism idea we would never say that but wink wink nod nod the church believes that as per your example that somebody could just throw that out so cavalierly well for years and years the catholic church has 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 proclaimed itself uh, as as the beginning and end of all things correct 
Uh, so, yeah, it, so it's 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 a real problem, folks. And we're not we're not doing this to beat people up. We're doing this to make the point that unless you understand who you are, if you if you misunderstand who you are, you're going to be very surprised when the Jew Jesus returns as a Jew. Right. It's going to be very confusing, even for people who say, "I know I'm going to." be confused. I know I'm going to be surprised, as it were. Mm. I, I think most of us, all of us, really don't know just how surprising it will be because yeah. we don't know how to harmonize all of Paul's writings mm -hmm. with the eternal promises. Mm -hmm. There will always be a priesthood. Well, mm -hmm. how can there be if Jesus came and mm -hmm. did away with the priesthood? There's all <laughs> kinds of things that seemingly are contradictory, yeah. but we've lost what Paul just assumed everybody knows. And mm -hmm. that was just a, mm -hmm. you know, a short time ago, two days ago, 2,000 mm -hmm. years. We've talked about that before. Yes. We have. But nonetheless, uh, that is part of the difficulty, is how do you harmonize? And, and you mentioned the Roman Catholics. Yes, the, the, they, they think that, of course, Rome is the eternal city and yeah, so on. Yeah, eternal city. But yeah. nonetheless, there are many denominations that will take part of the Mosaic Covenant, if yeah. you will, part of the promise, maybe Sabbath mm. worship. Mm -hmm. And they'll worship on Saturday as opposed to Sunday, or mm. they won't eat pork, for instance. Correct. Yeah. But that's the only things they do. Right. They only take those <laughs> yeah. portions and apply yeah. them. So, I mean, it gets complicated. It gets convoluted. Yeah. There are many verses that seemingly, uh, like we always say, Jeff, the answer is, I don't know. You're right. The answer I don't right. know. Yeah. However, yeah. they are still at odds with the eternal promises, and that's what we want to focus on. What are the eternal promises, yes. and what is the warfare we're in today about those eternal promises? And, and, and it's, it's more than just anti-Semitism, because in, in a large degree, to a large degree, it's actual hatred. Oh, very much hatred. Hatred. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't get that. I don't understand. How can people hate people they don't even know? Well, some of that is not conscious. And you have to remember that Jesus warned us about these days, that it would be very confusing days, that there you will struggle, you will have opposition. This goes flies in the face of many people who think from times past health, wealth, prosperity, and good life, and then you're whisked away in a rapture experience, and then God comes back and all's good. That is inconsistent with what Jesus said would happen. And one of the things he said is that the people will hate you, but remember, it's not you. They hated me, me. first. And mm. God in the what we call Christians, the Old Testament, mm -hmm. the, the first books of the Bible, the Tanakh, if you will, and mm -hmm. Jewish thought, mm -hmm. uh, he said that they are against me. That's yeah. why the heathen rage. Yeah. That's why they try to yeah. take my property yeah. and so on and so yeah. on. The property being his land. That yes. is, God calls it my land yes. many different ways, many different way, times. Yes. And so that's what we're actually faced with. Wow. Wow. Well, it's surprising to me. So, so that's one example, folks. Uh, the way people think about Israel, the way people think about the Jews, this idea of anti-Semitism and actual hatred. So that's one example of, of, a, of a battle for your mind. And, and the idea of, of ignoring or outright rejecting Israel and outright rejecting the Jews uh, is a big deal because they are the chosen people and we are grafted in to that nation. And we're not Jews, 
we're members, we're citizens, but we're not Jews. Yeah, Jeff, uh, so, one way to think about that, if I can just throw it yeah. out. I thought about that before because you've said that many times, and while it is true we are in the kingdom, we are a separate people, all these things are true, but it would be almost analogous to tell an Australian when they were part of the Commonwealth of England or mm. a Canadian or mm-hmm. any other uh, uh, area that the British Empire basically had a commonwealth with uh, to say to an Australian back in the 1900s, well, you're British. Well, they would beg to differ. Right. Uh, if you said a Canadian, well, you're part of the Commonwealth, so you're British. No, no. I'm Canadian. Canadian. So yeah. in the same way, even though it's complicated, yeah. uh, we are the church. We have all the promises. Mm. We have a great future mm. ahead. This is what mm. we have to look for. But we are not mm. diminishing Israel or the right. Jews at the same time. It's right. almost like some people say... There's two tracks. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't think there's two tracks. I just don't know how to harmonize them. But we do know the priesthood and so on is forever. We do know that Paul, the apostle to the to the Gentiles, went uh, on uh, migratory festivals as commanded in Leviticus. Mm-hmm. He, always, he said, I have to be at the temple mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. We read about when he is at the temple. We read Jesus very specifically in the Olivet Discourse when asked by his Jewish disciples what would happen. That would have been a perfect time for Jesus to say, mm-hmm. but don't you worry, you'll be caught away and you'll be raptured and you'll be beaten. Or as some people say, well, yeah, they were, but it was for our day. Yeah. Which again, Paul says, don't be so arrogant. Right. But how to harmonize all of the disparate pieces, that becomes difficult. So that's that's a great discussion about anti-Semitism, folks. And I hope you got you know a, li- a little taste of the fact that that's a big lie that's being taught and being being lived by by people. So, uh, Neil, the, the next thing I want to talk about is this thing uh, called Catastrophe Day. What's up with that? Well, Catastrophe Day in uh, Arabic is called the Nakba, and they, uh, certainly the Palestinians, they look at uh, Israel's independence, which was a born-again rebirth of the Jewish people in Uh, the land and the people to a geographic spot. The the dry bones came to life. And many people realize that that is not the Nakba, not the catastrophe, but that is a blessing of God. Never before has that ever been done, and the astronomical uh, percentage that that could be done is just. I need you to say all of that again. So the, the, the they 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 think it's a catastrophe that Israel was born. They think that the uh, uh, Jewish independence in 1948, when when Israel declared itself. A nation uh-huh. again, uh-huh. a born again, a rebirth, born again. dry bones lived yep. again, yes. right? Yes. Which is what Ezekiel saw. And the United Nations voted on recognized this, it, recognized it, and the United States recognized, recognized it. Recognized it. Well, they right. think that when that happened, they think that uh, specifically the Palestinians that that was the Nakba. That's the Arabic term for it's a catastrophe. Catastrophe. And little do people realize, Jeff, and, wow. and not to get too far off on this, but this this is observing. Uh, Yasser Arafat basically said, let's observe this uh, forever on the 15th, the day after Israel's independence as our Nakba. And people can be swayed, the battle for the mind, and to not see that what God is doing with Israel and the Jews, it's not a threat to Gentile Christians. It's not a threat. It is a fulfillment of his 
promises that you can depend on him because yeah. we can be very much disagree about how to do this or how to do that or is this theologically correct or is that theologically correct but there's only one thing we can know Jeff and that is oh my goodness there is an ancient people and there is the ancient city the holy city and there is the land of Israel right in front of us how do I harmonize these things that's the only thing we can know because otherwise you can have your opinion about healing and health and rapture and all kinds of different things and you can you you're entitled to them but the only thing we know is right in front of us today there is israel and the ancient people and it's an interesting thing uh regarding this catastrophe and the rebirth of the nation that the nation was conquered okay multiple times multiple times it was conquered. It, it was just trying to exist and be there. It was just trying to be the nation of Israel. And repeatedly over the years, and some of it is in prophecy, right? Uh, the the city is conquered and destroyed and, and rebuilt and conquered and destroyed and rebuilt and conquered and destroyed. And this last one, right, is a, uh, is a telling uh, event. It's not just a coincidental event, is it, that this happened in 1948? No, it's not. And they were attacked immediately by five Arab armies, and they've been under warfare ever since. Ever since. Different degrees of flare-ups, and many more are coming, as we've done shows on, that they're coming. Note to self, see the previous conversation about hatred. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) And... But what we have going on with with Israel today is that... uh, they are back in their land. land. It's never, it's never, ever, ever flourished under any other people, even though, like you said, other people right. have conquered the city. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. It's never flourished the land in the city unless the Jews were there. They are like wow. the watering can for, wow. for God's promises. And the promises. fertilizer and the, yeah. Everything, everything. Yeah. Now, Jews being humans, yeah. they're not perfect. Right. And, of course, God judged them very harshly many times times. with many conquerors and many exoduses, which people don't understand. We're in an exodus right now. They're dispersed over the land from 70. But nonetheless, as they're going back, Israel's becoming watered, if you will, if you can think of it that way. And just militarily, scientifically, the arts, the every conceivable faction... Israel is excelling, excelling, excelling in a very short period of time. 
If you look at uh, folks, if, if you look at contributions to the world, if you look at contributions in education, if you look at contributions in science, if you look at contribution in the arts, if you look at contributions in business, can you say Jeff Bezos? You'll see a high proportion of excellence coming from Jews. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not. It's not in. De- it's not a, in the debate. It, it can't be debated. No. The percentage of Jews that are contributing majorly to the world is way disproportionate to every other people group. Right. And God protected and kept people, even though He dispersed them and punished them throughout the world. Every culture that's ever allowed Jews in and ever allowed them. Uh, some degree of freedom, the Jews have flourished, whether it be China and the far, far east or, or any country in Europe. And once a country turned against Jews and persecuted them in various pogroms, we can also see, and so they also entered what we would call dark ages. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, there's a lesson there that God, yes, I'll punish these Jews by this dispersion. So again, yeah. it goes back to don't be arrogant saying he did it for right. us. Right. But he also protected and kept them at the same time. Yeah. So it, it's another one of those mysteries that uh, soon, soon coming, mm-hmm. we will see when Messiah comes back and yeah. we will all be surprised. And he will occupy that very place and he will come to the Mount of Olives and return right there, right where he left. Right, and and it's it's just, uh, folks. If you just want to skip ahead to Revelation twenty-two, the Revelation twenty-two, and and talk about the new Jerusalem that comes down out of heaven to the very spot where the old one was. Okay, it's a it. it God begins over again. He he finishes the deal there. He started the deal there, and then it goes who knows where from there. Right, who knows where. But it, it definitely, you know, it's, it's the beginning and the end. You know, Jesus is the beginning and the end, and Jerusalem is, you know, it's, it's, it all began there, and it all ends there and starts over there. Right, and, and we don't want to get too far off on esoteric concepts. No. We could, but that is an eighth-day experience. That is a supernatural experience. Mm-hmm. There is an eighth day. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the 7,000-year yep. plan of God, yes, so have. on. Yes, we have. Uh, in previous podcast and we are at the end of the sixth day and that is why all of this what's called the time of Jacob's trouble or tribulation Mm -hmm. is happening and it's important for our listeners and for all of us to be aware of ultimately at its core the root of all of this chaos all of this misunderstanding all of this Mm -hmm. confusion has to do with how will you how will you, each one of us, yeah. process the reality of Israel in this day? That yeah. is what it boils down to. Yeah. Most people in yeah. the world won't have the faintest idea that yeah. that's what it, at its core, is all yeah. about. Will I believe these yeah. documents that say a promise and I see it in my day? Or will I believe the news outlets that keep portraying these poor other people I'm and I'm the I'm Jews I'm are usurpers and conquerors and, and whatnot? What is it about... Uh, so we do, we've talked about this before, but let's revisit it quickly. This idea of the occupied territories, right. the West Bank, right? Okay, that that Israel won. Uh, that God gave that to them how many years ago? A long time, right? Thousands of years ago, He was He gave it to them, and they and they took it back in what year? Well, that 
can be Yom Kippur. S- that 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 can be somewhat debated. What year? Everything is like a process, uh-huh. right? So uh, Israel became modern day Israel by the League of Nations, as you say, before that, and by the UN in '47, yep. and yep. so on. And they declared their independence in '48 and were voted in. Yeah, but. There were my massive waves of uh, migration of of Jews back to the land and reclaiming the land uh, for decades, decades. But why do they call it the occupied territory now? So one of the things that happened in the occupied territories was right after 1948, when Israel declared itself a nation. These five Arab armies attacked Israel mm-hmm. that were surrounding Israel mm-hmm. and the Jordanian army was very very incredibly trained by the British mm-hmm. they were the uh, Jordanian legion they were mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. and they attacked in 49 this nascent nascent state of Israel mm-hmm. and took what's called the occupied territories that is what is actually in our biblical writings from uh, the Exodus under Joshua and Judges, that is the biblical heartland of Judea and Samaria. The biblical heartland. The biblical heartland. The biblical heartland. And so they came in and took all of that area, and uh, they were the ones who the attacked. Did that. They were the ones who attacked this, this state of Israel, uh-huh. and uh, they were the most successful. Israel defeated the five armies, but they were never able to dislodge the Jordanian legion right. who took control basically of, of what of what we call West Bank yeah. but it's important for us to remember whenever we hear occupied territories sure. it is occupied it's occupied oh. by usurpers oh. and hang when, on a second when, <laughs> hang on a second so the occupation of that Jewish god territory given god given territory was by the Jordanians right. they occupied it correct okay and then and then that was true for that stage true for how many years well it's still true today it's still true today and that they still call it the occupied territories. They're under the Palestinians. Um, there's sort of this, this mixed... Uh, oh, the A-B thing. The, there's, there, yes, there's, yes. there's sort of this mixed... And mi- the sea, A-B and the sea. Uh, yeah. th- those are areas that they yeah. did under the Oslo Accord. It gets yeah. complicated, but basically Jordan and the Palestinians were simpatico, if you will. They were uh-huh. part of the coalition. And uh-huh. we read in Scripture many different coalitions that come against sure. Israel. And we're about to see more come on our day. Right. But the Jordanians and the Palestinians, while they're against each other, they can only agree basically like all Muslims on one thing. Israel. Israel. Yeah. They're the evil. <laughs> Except uh, today we have these uh, accords, but even those are being prompted by uh, necessity. In other words, Iran is saber-rattling, so some so of the, the Muslims... Problem, the problem with Jews settling there is what? Well, the problem with Jews settling in the quote-unquote occupied territories, mm. West Bank or mm. ancient uh, biblical uh, uh, Judea and Samaria, yeah, is that the heartland, Jews, the biblical heartland, Jews are of Israel. It's apartheid. Jews cannot settle there, but Arabs can go anywhere at any time and study at any university. I'm not a scribe, but can come to any. Uh, uh, position of power or authority in the land of Israel, but Jews cannot do that in certain s- cities of Muslim Palestinian so Jews are free territory. In, Jews are free in, I mean, Arabs are free in Israel to live as they please. To live as they please. But in the occupied territories, Jews are not. Are not. 
And even in and even in some of the unoccupied territories, there's still Arab cities, and Jews are not welcome. They get lynched. They get oh my. killed all the time. Oh my! And uh, it's starting to change now. We've got a new government, but that is also being spun by the news media, yeah. and that's again goes back to how will you think of this? Yeah. You know, doesn't no. mean they're the greatest people in the world because yeah. we're all fallen. Yeah. But God made promise promises to those people, yeah. and so it's it's a complicated morass that we're in today. Wow, wow. Okay, so then then uh, the next thing is uh, Iran. Iran. And this, this all goes, and this all goes. Uh, the theme here is 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 hatred. Really, it, it, the whole all the way through, it's hatred. But I- I- Iran is closer and closer and closer and closer to having a nuclear weapon. Yes, they do. They are very close to having a nuclear weapon. Israel is very much against it. We are going to see this uh, this conflagration, as we've said many times. We know this from Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine specifically, where it calls out and mentions that Iran will be the sort of mover and shaker in this coalition that without repeating all of the old shows we've done, basically Iran is uh, one of the chief leaders of this coalition. They come against Israel seemingly, according to the documents, more than one time. Uh, Iran was an ancient, uh, uh, if you want to say, vacillating between being foe and enemy uh, and friend of Israel. In other words, when Israel was brought to Babylon, Cyrus the Great came and he eventually conquered Babylon and the Jews came back to Jerusalem. So you could say there's there's sort of a mixed bag with the Iranians and that also is what we see in uh, Jeremiah 49, a promise of a future restoration of, Israel, of Iran as well. And Iran is also called Persia. Back Iran, in the day, right? That area of Iran is Persia. It's also when you read of Elam, that is where the book of uh, Esther took place. She mm. took place in Susa, wow. in Elam, and wow. that is a story. The whole book of Esther is a miraculous story of restoration wow. by God of keeping his people, even though they were punished, even though they were displaced first by Babylon. They went to Elam, to Susa. That's where the story took place. Took place. God still protected and kept his people for a future day, our yeah, day, right. the restoration. So that's they what were gonna we have. Be, they were going to be completely wiped out, and Esther stopped it. Well, Esther and Mordecai and the whole story yeah. of the intervention yeah. of God on behalf of his people yeah. stopped the annihilation. The annihilation. They were going to be eradicated. Every one of them killed. And that's not the first time nor the last time we'll see that same sentiment. And that's what Iran is doing today with its mullahs also promising we will wipe them out. Folks, I'm going to say it one more time. I know you get tired of hearing it, but it's important for you to understand it and your friends to understand it. Jesus was a Jew. He was never not a Jew. Jesus Jesus never became a Christian. He's a Jew from birth and he's a Jew now. He'll come back as a Jew. We are worshiping and following a Jew. Right, that's very true. And and as uh, uh, talking about this specific place where the occupied territories of the Palestinians, in Ezekiel 36, it says, the Sovereign Lord says, your enemies have taunted you or they've sneered at you, saying, aha, the ancient heights have become our possession. They've done this with wholehearted joy and utter contempt. They've taken my land. 
What's important to realize there is that is the uh, occupied territories that God is saying, this is what they've thought, this is what they've said in their hearts. Aha, they've become ours. We've taken them. But the Lord says, but it's my land. He calls it my land. And that's what we're talking about here with Iran, is they are very much siding with the Palestinians, very much taking their proxies and surrounding the land of Israel with multiple rockets just all pointed at Israel for their demise. This is not just some crazy person on the street saying, I'm going to beat you up, right? The Jews have lived through a Holocaust in recent memory already. They believe when somebody says, I'm going to harm you, that that person is going to harm you. And truthfully, the mullahs have said emphatically, we are going to wipe them out. This is exactly what happened in 1948 when the five armies, they broadcasted to all their people, get out of Israel, get out of there, get out of the war zone, get out of the theater, as it were. Once we wipe them all out, you can come back and you'll also have whatever they made. So we, we have this same thing repeating itself over and over and over, and God says it's really not about hatred of any one particular people. Really, at the core, and they may not have any conscious knowledge of this, they hate me. Uh, Neil, I want to wrap this, uh, this podcast up with a principle that you've uh, introduced me to that you know very well and can, can explain it very well, and I would like you to explain it to our audience as a reference point for them in terms of how they come to their opinion about Israel. And the principle is the law of first learned. Oh, the law of first learned, right. So, you know, we talked about this, Jeff, a little bit right at the start when you said, hey, uh, some people, well, we're not saying, or maybe I said it in this, this time, but you've said it in the past, we're not saying that you should be against anybody, but it's what you've sort of subliminally learned by being in a nice, loving Christian church mm. that God's done with the Jews. Mm. So if you've learned anything like this, the law of first learned, that etches this deepest uh, scar or blessing in a person's psyche. If, yeah. you're, if you grew up with parents, let's say, that yeah. said, you know, Neil, Jeff, you're mm. such a genius. Mm. May or may not mm. be true, but, but that, that etching, that, that deep scar, you believe it. They may have said, Neil, Jeff, you're going to wind up in prison for the rest of your life soon enough. That, that came from somewhere you learned it. Those principles are called first learn, for good or bad. Mm. They direct us. And what we have to do struggling as Christians is, am I going to believe what God says is true and ultimately right? In his introduction to himself called the Bible, Am I, he's just, that's all the Bible mm -hmm. is. He just introduced himself to humanity. Mm -hmm. That's all we have. Mm -hmm. We call them post-it notes sometimes. Mm -hmm. But am I going to believe what he said about me and Israel specifically in this case? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to believe what I've heard on CNN, BBC, uh, whatever news outlet that is against ultimately what God said would actually happen to Israel and the Jewish people? All those things are called first learned. What did I learn first? And how do I get rid of the bad ones? How do I embrace the good ones? Yeah. And what will I choose yeah. to believe? It's not easy. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. But that is called the law of first learned. The first learned law. So what, what I learned first, what, I'm, what is reinforced in me, what is complemented in me, what is uh, repeated to me, 
over and over becomes my reality. It becomes what I think, right? It becomes reality to me. And, and we're talking about this idea in our, you know, about the truth and the truth will set us free. And, and, and what we, what we want to know is what's really real, right? What we want to know is what's really real, because if we have a, uh, if we believe a lie, if we believe an untruth, uh, we're, we're going to be held accountable for that. I mean, we, we have an obligation to know the truth. And praise God, the truth is available to us. We have the Bible. We have God himself. We have the Holy Spirit. So if I'm not continuously asking myself, what is, what is true? Is it true? How do I know it's true? Vetting it trying to discern to understand if I'm doing living my life like that and basically every situation I'm in I'm going to ma- I'm going to have a higher degree of accuracy in my decision making sure of course <laughs> but if I just accept what I've been taught and go along with whatever it is that my parents or my teacher or my best friend when I was a kid you know told me and said this is it and reinforced it if I accept that and live that I'm living in part, a lie. Well, and especially because we, uh, to our audience, we we say things like, these documents are life to me. They're mm. the most meaningful things mm. to me. Uh, th- these are true. Mm. And if that is, in fact, correct for those of us who are pro-Israel or, mm-hmm. or wondering, uh, then you have to say, well, what did God actually say and do yeah. on behalf of Israel? Yeah. And what am I actually seeing yeah. God say and do today through Israel what's the reality and so that's where we're faced today what will I believe what will I believe and that folks is the battle for your mind this has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel why is the Middle East important I look forward to how this continues to unfold As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. Oh, oh, oh.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.